Welcome to the Proudly Imperfect podcast with your host, me, Courtney Wallbank, aka the Grow and Glow Coach, bringing you realness you can relate to, real conversations, real people, and I'm sure there'll be real fuck ups along the way. This is about accepting yourself for the hot, steamy mess you are and embracing your incredible imperfections. Subscribe if you love it, and I hope you like today's episode. lovelies and welcome to today's episode I am so so grateful you yo you are here as always um I am so excited for today's episode just let me sort my mic out it's a bit all over the show I'm so excited for today's episode um because it's something that comes up with clients so much it's something that I believe everybody should understand I believe that it's something that everybody should kind of work on and work through because when you've learned to do this it changes your life you're not stuck anymore and you're just able to you're able to approach life a lot differently and achieve a lot more than you're probably currently achieving and getting the results that you want to get and all of that thing all of those things okay two fuck-ups already and we're all just getting into it it's going to be one of them days I love it so I've chosen today's episode, to be honest, because over the past week, I've been planning our retreat, which is next fucking weekend. I actually can't believe it's next weekend. The fact that I am holding space for a full weekend for eight women is is a dream come true. Honestly, it is a visualization coming true. And I created this and... I just I just know how special it's going to be and the the main themes of the retreat is embracing and normalizing fear cultivating deep connection and what was the other one oh conscious creation and life by design right so th- those are the 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 three key th- themes of the the event of the retreat and I thought since I've been kind of creating all these little aspects of the retreat around these three key aspects, I thought I'd dig 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 into fear today on the podcast because it is, you know, a lot of people go on about fear and they say, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. And it's like, right, okay, that that's cool. That's that's valid and so so true. But how do we feel that fear and do it anyway? And what's actually going on on in our bodies that we can understand that's going to allow us to feel that fear and do it anyway, right? Because it's all well and good me saying to you, feel the fear and do it anyway. Cool. But when you're in that moment, those words aren't really going to have a a solid effect. They aren't going to have like this inner push to do. You're still going to feel that fear, Right. And you are, you're always going to feel that fear. I really, like, people go on about being fearless. And I've, I've used that term before. But when I say fearless, I don't truly mean fearless. Because to be fearless insinuates the, the absence of fear. When that is not the case, you are never going to get rid of that feeling of fear. Because it's it's a part of being human right? And it's incredible. So what I'm going to break, I'm going to break this episode down into, I'm going to kind of like explain what fear is. I'm going to start off with that. I'm going to, I'm going to explain it really simply. And then 
go into kind of go into the the cost of not understanding fear and the cost of allowing fear to 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 rule your life and then i'm going to kind of give you some some little tips in the moment to use when you're feeling that fear and you're wanting to take this action and how to work with your subconscious as well in terms of fear right so in terms of what fear actually is, fear is very, very similar to anxiety. It's created, it's formed in the same part of the brain, the amygdala. And the way I like to remember the amygdala, the amygdala basically means it's a Greek word meaning almond, right? So it's all these little cluster, clusters of almonds in your brain called the amygdala. And the reason why I like to describe it as that is because Anxiety and fear, a lot, a huge part of the problem is that we fear anxiety and fear. We experience these feelings of fear and anxiety, and we attach a meaning to those things. Of I, I, this is dangerous. I fear this feeling. But when you think about it, if you, it's just like a bunch of little almonds in your mind, what's there to fear? And the purpose of these almonds, when they activate, is to keep you safe right? The, the brain's main purpose in general is to keep you alive. And the amygdala is to keep you safe from danger, right? Fear, anxiety, it's a response. It's a danger response. So the amygdala activates and it sends a response throughout the body. And this is where we start to see things like increased heart rate, tight chest, butterflies in the belly, um, sweaty palms, all of these things that the nervous system, because that your fight or flight activates, your nervous system boots off. And then we start to experience these responses, right? The brain is connected to the rest of the body. Obviously, we're not conscious of this. We do this without realizing we do it automatically, but it happens, right? It's a part of being human. And when we were little cave women getting about, and we are our only our only purpose for living was to survive right so you've got to think back when we was little cave women back in the day when we was like lighting fires and eating raw fucking animals and all that shit back in there when all that was happening our sole purpose on this earth was to reproduce live survive and stay alive right that was that was it, and the world was a much more dangerous place back then because we was the you was either predator or prey, right? So what the fear response allowed us to do back then was to sense future danger. No, to sense immediate danger, right? Anxiety is the sense of future danger. Fear is immediate danger, right? So the amygdala, our senses will be constantly, and this what's happen this what happens inside the body in our internal systems. We constantly have like this little neuro perception, right? Neuro perceptor. And it's it, you've got to imagine it of like, let's say like a metal detector, it's going beep, 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 and constantly, and I mean constantly, on the lookout for any perceived danger, right? So this is constantly happening within our bodies. Then if we come across perceived, please take note of the word perceived, because you're perceiving this danger, whether it is danger or it isn't, is a whole new level. So, but let's let's take it back to when we was cave women. So this is still going off. 
their little perceptors back in the day. A predator comes along, something dangerous, real, real danger that threatens life comes along, and our amygdala would pop off because then neural perceptors would sense the danger, send the message to the brain, send the message to the rest of the body. We'd be put, be put in fight or flight, and they'd be ready to either fight the danger or run away from the danger. Or in some circumstances, they would freeze and kind of play dead, right? You see this in animals still today. But that's exactly what we did as little cave women back in the day. Um, and it's a, we wouldn't be here without fear. I would not be sat on this podcast. You wouldn't be sat listening to it without fear because humans would not have survived because they wouldn't have been able to have that danger response, that fear response to actual danger, danger that threatens life, right? Fast forward billions of years later, we're here, right? <laughs> Our perception, I want you to really, really take what I'm about to say in, right? So that's what fear is. That's what it's just a natural human response to actual danger, to protect us, to keep us alive, right? Over the years, look outside. There's not people trying to eat us. There's not people trying to kill us every second. I mean, obviously there's murderers and shit out there, but on a day-to-day -day basis, we're, we're a lot safer. The world's a lot safer. We're not just living to survive anymore. And I want you to really, like, you are not living to survive anymore. You're living to experience life because we get to do that because the world's a much safer place, right? However, our, our perception of danger is now skewed. So our our neural perceptions <laughs> our neural perceptors in our minds that little beep 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 that's going off that will kick off and go beep 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 on perceived danger that's not actual danger that's not a threat to life but we fear things our perception of danger is skewed we fear things because of the stories that we tell ourselves about certain things and the experiences we've had about certain things and the way and the way we allow our imagination to run wild about certain things. So this feeling of fear that happens inside the body, your neuroceptors are going off and it'll perceive a danger. And that's where the stress response comes. You start to feel this fear on everyday things that aren't actually that scary. They seem scary to you. I am not invalidating your experience at all. What you fear is so valid, but it's not actual danger you just don't believe and your body is telling you right now to stay away because that is unsafe because that is unnormal and even when you do something I'm going to kind of give you an explanation of this um when you even when you're trying to do something positive for yourself and something that you want right but I'll go into that later when we get a bit deeper all you need to know right now at this point is that fear is a natural human response kept us alive back in day when we were little cave women have we as we've progressed as the world has what do you call it evolutionized is that the right word word of just burp bagel up apologies i'm always burping on this podcast aren't i um, as the world has progressed let's say and we're not just living to survive anymore we see certain things as dangerous that aren't actually dangerous our perception of danger is skewed right so what 
what what's happened now is people see life through the lens of fear. They go around their day-to-day life living in fear of things that aren't actually dangerous. Put it this way, right? Everybody has different fears. It's the story we attach to that certain thing that produces these fears. Otherwise, actual fears would be the same story for everyone. So for instance, obviously walking out into traffic, into the highway, we would feel fear. We would feel that that fear response, increased heart rate, sweaty palms, at the thought or the, if you was about to walk out into on a motorway, right? That's a valid fear. It's, it's, it's danger to life, right? However, not everybody's scared of spiders. Why is that? It's because every single person attaches a different meaning and a different story to their experience. Why is this important? It's important because you have the power to change your story. You have the power to change your story. So whatever fear you're feeling around certain events, around certain actions, around certain whatever it might be, you can change that story in your mind. So then you're able to take the action. And when you take the action, the belief in your own potential increases. And you see, actually, I didn't die. It wasn't all that bad. Yes, it was scary as fuck, but I've got the tools to calm myself down as I take this action. And it wasn't that bad, I did it. And then you start to realize, oh, maybe I can do these things that I thought I couldn't do. It it boils down to the simplest simplest of things, like, oh, I could never, I could never um, get on stage and sing karaoke in front of people. But yeah, you could. It's just that you're feeling that fear. And the next thing I want to touch on is, with these things that you fear. So, for instance, I had a client the other day who feared talking to a boss, right, about visa situations. And we broke it down. I was like, right, okay. Is it is it that you're actually scared? Let's let's get to the deeper fear because the event that you fear isn't scary. It's not really what you fear. You don't fear the surface area thing that you think you fear, right? So for instance, client was scared of going to a boss and having a conversation. So we broke it down and said, okay, is having a conversation when you separate it is having a conversation without without placing any meaning on it. Is this event, is having a conversation scary? Is it dangerous? No, it's not. Right, okay, so what's the deeper fear here? Why, why is going to have this conversation so scary? Because, because what if he shouts? What if he does X, Y, Z? Okay, what if he does? What if he does? You can't control whether he does, first of all. I'm going to go into a little exercise you can do in a minute with this it's not in that this isn't in your control whether he does or he doesn't what matters is you getting outside your comfort zone and facing your fears and knowing your worth and being able to speak your truth and speak up in a certain situation if it's something about taking action it's about this is about building getting up on that stage and singing karaoke is about building confidence about giving less what people think giving less fucks about what people think it's not about the things that you can't control. It's not about whether someone will laugh at you singing or slag you off. It's not about whether having that conversation is going to lead that person to kick off and 
and call you and talk about you to to his friends. So fucking what if he does, right? That's not in your control. So, all right, you're fearful of that happening. You're fearful of him kicking off. But what really are you scared of? Well, if he kicks off, he might talk about me to the rest of, 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 of the management. All right, and what? Why is that scary? Can you see how we're asking why? Ask why seven times. This seems so simple, but if you, we want to get to the, we, we, we want to fuck the surface area shit off. We want to get to what is your deepest fear in this situation? Because becoming conscious of that allows you to do the work around that, right? So, right, you're scared of him booting off. Why? Because if he boots off, he might go and angrily tell the rest of the colleagues and the rest of the management that you're a shit person and you, that you, just, you shouldn't be working there. All right, okay, why Why is that bad? Because then, because then people won't like, like me. All right, we're getting somewhere. So you, you fear that people won't like you. Why, why is that bad? Because if people don't like me, then I'm, I'm not loved, right? So you fear that, you, that you're not lovable. We're getting somewhere, we've got it. That's a deep fear. Where else does that show up? These are the questions that you should be asking around fear right? Then what you want to be asking is how is this false evidence appearing real? Now, if you've got a piece of paper, if you've got your notes on your phone, I want you to write that underneath each other. So false evidence appearing real. It spells out fear. It's easy to remember. And that's what I want you to really take away from this podcast. Whenever you feel that fear, and you're stuck and you're questioning whether to do something, why is this false evidence appearing real? And what I mean by that is, how are you attaching a story to this event and how can you change this story, right? So what we've done so far is we've got the surface area fear and we've got the deeper fear. So not what we wanna do is notice First of all, so you can start to take some action, how far away this event is from this deeper fear. I don't want to talk to my boss in case he shouts. I fear that I'm unlovable. So you don't actually fear talking to your boss. That 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 event is so far away from this fear of being unlovable. It's not the actual, it's not the event, it's an inside thing that you fear. So what can you do then, right? To start to take the action on the actual thing that you wanna do, you wanna ask yourself three things. What's the absolute best case scenario in this situation, right? What's the best case scenario? The best case scenario is, he's like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you, bees. I'm so glad that you're moving on, that's amazing. Oh my God buzz in, let's throw a fucking party, we'll do you a leave and do. Like, that's like the fucking best case scenario, right? What's the worst case scenario? What's the absolute worst case scenario? He boots off and he says, you're fired. You're fired. You're a dickhead. You're an asshole. You're unloved. Not that he would say that, but this we're, we're, we're getting creative. What's the worst case scenario? He touches a nerve, he calls you unloved, <laughs> right? He fires you. He posts on Facebook how much of an asshole you are and 
right? This is worst case scenario. Are you going to get through? Did you die? Are you going to get through it? Yes. The answer is yes. Even if part of you is like, mm, would I get through it? You would. You 100% would if you put the work in, if you was committed to getting through it. So what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to say here is the worst case scenario is not always that bad, right? If it's something like a fucking bungee jump, what's the curse, worst case scenario? You die. Yeah, but I was fucking dying doing something I wanted to do and that I loved because I love adrenaline shit, right? So even when the worst case scenario is death, then it's a question of, right, how much do you love what you're doing? Um, but in terms of like normal things, what's the worst case scenario? And then you're like, right, is, is the worst case scenario actually even that bad? And then what you want to ask yourself is, what in reality, what is likely to happen on on the on the what's that saying on the balance of probabilities possibilities whatever the fuck it is what in reality what what is likely to happen? All right, what's likely to happen is he might kick off, he might be a bit arsey, but that's not in my control. That what that what how he responds isn't in my control. He might be all right with it. You might pretend to be all right with it. But in reality, I would have done something that got outside my comfort zone and that I'm proud of. Then when you've got those three things, you'll think like you, you've, you, it stops the spiral. Another way to stop the spiral. Oh my God, I keep burping, sorry. <laughs> another way to, excuse me. Another way to stop the spiral when you're, because what happens is, right, this is exactly what happens when you feel fear. You go to do whatever it is you're going to do, or even you think about going to do whatever it is you're going to do. And your subconscious, don't forget, your subconscious is a part of the mind that you're not consciously aware of, but it remembers everything, everything you've been through, all your experiences, and it creates programming. You are programmed, right? It's habits, it's patterns. As soon as you think about doing something that is not in line with those patterns, even if the patterns aren't serving you, as soon as you think or are about to do something that is so far out of those habits, those patterns that you're accustomed to, you'll start to feel the fear. You'll st that, that amygdala will boot off, your nervous system will go into fight or flight, and you'll start to feel all this shit. And, you're, and most people react to that without understanding what's going on. Most people go, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling all of this, the, the, this response, the, these reactions, my heart, my chest, my belly. I'm, I, I, I shouldn't do it. They react to it. Then their thoughts start to spiral. They're like, and if I do it, this might happen. And then this might happen and he might hate me and he might tell everyone that I'm an asshole and then I'm going to die alone. Or... If I do, if if I get on karaoke, I don't know why I keep using this example. If I get on karaoke, everyone in this room is going to laugh at me. I'll never be able to come outside again because everyone will know me for the shit singer and everyone will just take the piss and everyone will think I'm an idiot. And your mind just goes, your mind goes to some weird fucking places on this spiral. And when you catch yourself, you're like, the fuck? Where the fuck did that come from? And it's because you are reacting to this response without pausing and understanding what's actually happening. So to stop that spiral, 
And to be able to take the action anyway, which what we just talked about, my imagination is hurting me. How can I change this story? Then go into best case, worst case, likely have to happen. Then you feel that fucking fear and you do it anyway. You learn how to regulate your nervous system. Not going to get into that too much today because this is what you're in fight or flight. You're in fear. So deep breaths, go and do something, journal it out. Go pet a fucking dog, splash your face with water. Whatever it is that works for you, then take the fucking action. My imagination is hurting me. How can I change this story? Because it's down to you. It's down to you whether you choose to stop living in fear. It's down to you whether you choose to feel that fear and decide to take the action anyway. It's down to you to decide to uncover all these deeper fears rather than I don't want to talk to my boss. It's down to you to dig deeper and be like, right, what is the true fear here? I fear that I'm unlovable. I fear that, I I fear rejection. Then it's down to you to start reprogramming that fear. And you do that by every time you're in a position and you're about to act in the same way that you're currently programmed. So to stay stuck most of the time, to not ask the boss for a pay rise, to not tell the boss about your visa, to not get up on karaoke. It's about noticing when you're stuck in that, when you're about to be in that pattern and doing something different. Because then your mind's like, whoa, that was different and nothing bad happened. Let's do some more of that. And the more you do that, the more likely you are to reprogram your mind. I fucking love this stuff because the reason why I love this stuff is because I spent so, so long of my life believing that I I was just stuck the way I was. I was stuck feeling anxious. I was stuck caring too much of what people thought of me. I was stuck wanting to get the approval of others because I was so fearful of not being loved. And then when I figured out that, okay, it's not who I am, it's just how I'm programmed and I get to change that programming and know that when I when I first go to start to change this programming, I'm going to feel fear. But I understand fear now. I know that it's something to be grateful for because we wouldn't be alive without it. I know that we're allowed to feel it and make fucking moves anyway and it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, if you, I'm, I'll put the link to my, my Instagram in the podcast recording, in the bio, but somewhere in my, on my podcast, on my, oh my goodness, on my Instagram feed, there'll be like a visual, right? And it's this diagram and it's like a circle and it shows the, the journey from comfort zone. Comfort zone is basically where your programming is currently at because whatever you're subconsciously believed, whatever you're subconsciously programmed to act like, to feel like, to think like, to behave like is your comfort. Even if it's something that you, that, that, that is hurtful to you, that, that is undesirable, that isn't serving you. That's why so many people find it hard to change because they're comfortable feeling like shit. They're comfortable in the crappy relationships. They're comfortable with with lads treating them like shit. They're comfortable in the shit job. They're comfortable to like 
having low self-worth and having bad inner self-talk because that's what they're programmed. So when you start to move outside of that and you start to feel that fear, that's your subconscious going, oh, this is different. So you leave the comfort zone and you enter the fear zone, right? And this is where most people stay stuck and then go boop back into the comfort zone because they feel that fear and they're like, nah, mm -mm, not for me, dangerous, I'm going to die, right? Because their perception of danger is skewed, right? So then the people who learn about this stuff, who listen to this podcast, who join the one-on-one mentorship, little plug, who join the free masterclasses, who just put the work in and, and really start to understand themselves and understand fear, after that they've left their comfort zone and they experience this fear zone, they step into this learning zone, this magical learning zone, right? And what the learning zone is, this is where, that this is at the point where I explained earlier where you're like, oh, oh my God, I did not die, right? You step into this learning zone and you're like, oh my God, like I'm actually, I'm, I'm learning new skills. I'm learning how to be in these situations. I'm, I'm starting to deal with challenges and problems because I've left that fear zone and, and I've come out of the other side a little bit. And then you just, you just like when you come out of that fear zone and you, you've gone, boop, you've took the leap, you're in the water, right? Let's do it this way. Your comfort zone is you're at the bottom of the diving board. Comfort zone, you're at the bottom of the diving board, you're looking up, you're watching everyone else and you're just on your sun lounger and you're like, yeah, pretty high that, but I'm good here, I'm comfortable here. And then something tells you you can do it. And you've got that little urge inside that's like, mm, maybe I could get outside my comfort zone. Maybe I could start to walk up that huge ladder and to the top of the diving board. So even though you feel safe, you know that going up on that diving board and jumping in the water is going to feel incredible. You're going to feel like a new person as soon as you get out of that water, right? So you're in your sun lounger and you're like, yes, this is comfortable, but I'm a bit bored. To be honest, I'm, I'm, sick, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being stuck. I'm being sick of being stuck in this sun lounger. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Then you start to climb up the ladder and you start feeling tight chest, palms are sweating. You're fucking trying to get up this ladder, your hands are slipping off because you're like, oh my God, sweating me back out in fear. Tight chest, heart freezing, you get to the top. You get to the top of the fear zone, right? I mean, not the top of the fear zone. You get to the top of the diving board and you stood at the top and you can see the whole fucking view, right? It's an outdoor pool. It's huge. It's dead high, huge view. And you're like, oh my God. And you start to find you start to find excuses. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't take this jump. I need to maybe I should walk back down all the way back down that ladder and, and get back in my sun lounger. And you start to find and your brain will literally find excuses. It was so much more comfortable. You were safe in that sun lounger. Get back down the stairs. What the fuck are you doing? You're an idiot. 
You are, get back down those stairs right now. You are so unsafe up here, right? And then while you're in this fear zone, someone someone from the sun lounge should, might go, what the fuck are you doing? Get down. And while you're in this fear zone, most people, what they do is listen to other people's opinions. They're like, oh God, yeah. They, they, they told me I should get back down. So I need to get back down. They told me that I shouldn't get up and sing on karaoke because I look like an idiot. So I should just sit down. My friend told me that the boss is a dickhead and that I shouldn't have this conversation, so I should just wait till another time. So this is where you're on the ladder and, you, and you're feeling this fear response and you're like, blah, blah, blah. However, you have a choice at the top of this ladder when you're about to jump, you're at the diving board, you're about to jump, right? You can listen to other people's opinions. You can go ahead with those excuses that you're giving yourself or you can fucking jump. I've literally got butterflies explaining it this way. And when you jump from that diving board, whilst you're in the air and you're falling down and you're in the water, right? You're, you're, you, you hit the water, you're in the learning zone. This is where you acquire new skills. You deal with challenges and problems. You're learning, you're like, oh, fucking hell, I actually, I did it. I took the jump, I'm in the air, I'm hitting the water. I'm learning how to kind of come back up from, from that water, from that jump. I'm learning how to kind of swim back to the fucking side and get out. I'm learning how to navigate what's going on. You're like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I, I did it. Then when you get out of the water, you are a completely different person than the person who jumped than the person who jumped off that and felt that fear and jumped off the diving board anyway. Then you went to the fucking growth zone. So you've started in the comfort zone in your fucking sun lounger. You went to the fear zone when you get to the top and you, you, you're like, but you understand what's going on. You understand that these, these thoughts are going to come through and try and find excuses. And you do it anyway. You fucking jump and you start to learn. You acquire the new skills of taking action. And then when, you, when you've when you jumped, you're in the water and you get out of the water, you find your purpose, you live your dreams, you conquer objectives, you set new goals, you experience growth and you come out of the other side and you're like, oh my fucking God, I am capable of so much more than I realized. Then what happens is you get a new comfort zone and you climb a higher fucking diving board. And each time your awareness widens to how much you can face your fears and how much fear, how many fears you can uncover on a deeper level and in different, because the, the bigger action you start to take, oh, the more these fears are going to come up and the different fears are going to come up. Even when, right, I'll tell you, I bought an iPhone two days ago. And I've been working on my money mindset at all, at like a lot over the last couple of years, but very, very rarely do I spend the money on like materialistic things, right? Very, very rarely, especially outright. I bought this phone outright, nearly two grand. Mate, a fucking course or a mindset or something to do with my business. I'm like, yeah, cool, cool installments, do it. I'm like, that kind of thing doesn't bother me. But I am I am stepping into the identity of a rich bitch. I have I used to have and still have a lot of programming and a lot of fears around money. To me, to let go of money 
I'm I'm slowly coming out of this program and the action I took yesterday proves it. To me, letting go of money equals danger. My mum and dad used to argue, my dad used went bankrupt following fucking United all around Europe. So a lot of his kind of moodiness, a lot of his, probably a lot of his violence, probably a lot of his, the way he treated me and my mum come from the fear of money, the way that they all used to say money don't grow on trees. Um, my uncle having an argument with my mum when my nan passed away about money, like that really sticks in my head. Um, and I remember just thinking, God, money is fucking evil, right? Money, like, why, why are all these people just so miserable about money? Like, money must be fucking dangerous, horrible, unsafe, right? So I've always had this weird relationship around money. That was my programming. Slowly but surely, I've been I've begun to consciously change that. And then when I come to purchase this phone, fucking hell nervous system started to boot off. I started to feel that fear. I started to make excuses. What if I paid for it on Afterpay? What if I paid for it on Zippay? I'm going traveling. Do I really want this phone? I've wanted this phone for content just because my phone's fucking, my old phone was driving me up the wall and I've, I wanted it. And I've been wanting to, to do something that really shows that I'm stepping into this new identity for a while, but I'm not sure. I wasn't sure of what it was, right? I didn't want to do it for the sake of it. And yesterday, or I think it was the day before, I find it, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, this is it, right? And I had to really feel that fear, understand my current programming. Buying a phone isn't scary. That's not, that's not something to fear. And this is what I mean. It comes down to this simple thing. Buying a phone isn't scary. That event is not scary, right? My my imagination didn't run wild too much, but it was, it was. My thoughts were in, what if I buy this and then another big payment comes out, something that I actually need to pay for? What if I buy this and, you know, um, I can't make my payments on my coach? What if I buy this and I haven't got enough money for travel? This is something that's been coming up like a, a little bit for me whenever I buy anything because obviously I'm going on a huge trip next year. Um, and I, I stopped. How is my imagination hurting me? How can I change my story? Well, hon, I'm stepping to this identity. When I go traveling, I'm going to be earning money. I'm working while I travel. I'm living my dream. I'm living my visualization. Nine times out of 10, not even nine times out of 10. Every time I've worried about money, it's been okay. I'm not going to be homeless. I'm my, I've got the support system around me to never allow that to happen. I'm so grateful for that. But it's just never going to happen anyway. I'm going to find a way to make those payments because money is everywhere. But my program believes that money is going to run out. And when it does, I'm unsafe and I'm in danger. That was my old programming. Little bit of that still in there. I'm not gonna gonna lie, but it's something that I'm working on. And making that purchase yesterday, it wasn't even about like yes, I'm buzzing, buzzing to have a new phone, Unreal camera, all of that. Buzz and I'm buzzing that I don't after my old phone was just oh god, trying to work off that. Mm. Yeah, all those things are great, but oh my goodness, I literally stepped way outside my comfort zone, faced my fear, stepped into this identity of the person that I wanted to be. Because when you ask yourself, 
okay, how can I step into the identity of how I want to feel, who I want to be? It's gonna, it's gonna be scary. You're going to experience fear because it's unnatural. It's not unnatural, but it's not normal for you. It's outside of your programming. It doesn't mean don't do it. It doesn't mean don't buy the phone. It doesn't mean don't hire the coach. It doesn't mean don't talk to your boss. It means this is an opportunity. And obviously with the money thing, I wouldn't have bought the phone if I couldn't fully get behind it. There's a line. Can you? I always say to clients, I'm not going to force you to do every, anything, but you know when you are making excuses and you know when you can, you can find a way to get behind something. Say, with the boss thing, this was it. We went from doing it, on on Monday this week and then she was like oh, she come up with an excuse and said oh well I might as well he's not in and I've got xyz so I might as well just do it two weeks on Monday I was like ah, hang on a minute like this is your mind and your imagination playing tricks on you and making stories let's backtrack let's get it fucking done I'm not gonna force you I'm gonna lovingly nudge you and that's what I did with myself I lovingly nudged myself towards something I knew I could get behind and Mate, felt fucking good to treat myself and get behind that fear. And just really, this it was a big shift for me because it was a going against everything I knew with my current programming around money. And this is what this is what fear is. When you do something, when you feel fear and you do it anyway, you are going against everything that your body knows, that your mind knows, that your programming, that your subconscious knows. And that is a beautiful fucking thing. I get actually emotional because it's the same as when I snapped my glasses in half and I went outside and I was like, fuck this, this is me. Hair slicked back. I remember going to the pub to tease with a friend and I was like, am I actually stood in this pub with no glasses on and my hair slicked back? That was me going against my program and going against everything I knew. Not because going outside with your hair slicked back and no glasses on is scary, is scary, because it's not. To so someone else, they'd be like, yeah, and. But the deeper fear of being ugly, of being disgusting, of not being worthy. I was going against all of that program. It was going, fuck what people think. This is me. I am lovable and I'm going to do it. That's why uncovering your fears and understanding fear is so, so important because without understanding fear, you will not experience growth. Or you might, you might do, but, you, but you're still going through this process that we talked about today unknowingly. Another thing that I really want to touch on quickly and another exercise that you can do and an exercise that we're, that we're going we're gonna to have a ceremony at the retreat, a cacao ceremony, a letting go ceremony. And it's going to be, we're going to be digging up a lot of unconscious fears. So I want you to think about something that you really, really want in life, right? So for me, it's, I want to be packed out. I want to be packed out with clients. I want to be fully booked up. I want to be in demand. I want to be well known for what I do, right? And I want to be fucking rolling in it. <laughs> so to be rolling in it, let's let's narrow it down to one. I want to be in demand. I want to be top of my game. I want, I want to be booked out. What you want to do is write down why we're going to uncover why your subconscious right now on some level is not wanting you to have that. So the fact that you don't have that on some level, it's keeping you safe. The fact that you don't have it yet. Right. So what I mean by this is 
if you think you really want something right now, on some fucked up level, you fear it and you subconsciously don't actually want it. I'm going to give you an example. So I, I deepest fear inventory, this is called. I want to be fully booked out and I want to have loads and loads of money, right? So what I would do is write, dear universe, I hate and resent the fact that I want loads of money and that I want to be fully booked out because I have a deep fear that if I'm fully booked out, I'll be, I'll be overwhelmed. So because I have a deep fear that I, and then a sensation that you're scared of feeling. So I'm scared that I'm going to feel overwhelmed because I have a deep fear that I won't be able to handle the capacity of people because I have a deep fear that with all these clients comes loads of money. And what if I lose all that money? Because I have a deep fear that, and this is what I encode when I ask yourself this 20 times. And one of the deepest fears that come up out of nowhere, and I'm going to be so honest with you right now and so vulnerable, what come up is that because I have a deep fear, and this has uncovered a whole new kind of worms for me that I'm working through, um, because I have a deep fear that if I have loads of clients and I have loads of money, then I'm going to be expected to pay kind of pay for not even pay for well yeah I'm gonna be expected to fund my mum and possibly my dad coming out here to Australia not because of they, so I'm not fearing the money side I'm fearing my mum and dad moving out here and that, that come up and I was like whoa where the fuck did that come from because that's not, I never, I don't think about that on a day-to-day basis. That's not something that I consciously think of, but it come up and I was like, what the fuck? So do that 20, so at dear universe, I hate and resent something that you really want, insert something that you really want, because I have a deep fear that, because subconsciously, even though consciously you're telling yourself, I want to be confident, I want loads of money I want the bet the, the dream job the fact that you don't have it yet the fact that you don't have it the fact that it's not in your reality your subconscious doesn't really want that on some fucked up level your subconscious likes that you haven't got the things that you want on some fucked up level this is where we get to play around with life you're probably thinking what the fuck this is a bit out there but What we're doing here is when you do this exercise, you're normalizing your deepest, darkest fears. So they're not hidden away. They're not subconscious. You're conscious about them. And when you start to normalize them, it's like, right, okay, well, that's a load of bullshit. Why is that a load of bullshit? You're bringing them out into the open. You're inviting them. They're not hidden away anymore in a box. You're inviting them out, right? You're getting to know them. And when you get to know them, you can start to fully, fully question them and eliminate them and be like, this is a load of shit. And then after you've written the 20 deep fears, just say universe, I ask you that you remove these fears. I pray only for your knowledge of your will for me and the power to carry it out. And then what I want you to do is rip the fucking piece of paper up, burn it. That's what we're going to do at the retreat. I hope none of the retreat ladies watch, like, listen to this. If you do, it's going to be still going to be good in person, I promise. Um, But yeah, that is, that is pretty much it with fear. Um, I have absolutely fucking loved this episode. Very, I just want to make sure I've touched on everything. I just kind of wrote these random 
things down. The one thing I want to touch on, I can't remember whether I mentioned this, is most in terms of fear, most people fear that most people think they fear death. Right. I talk about this quite a lot. But what you actually fear is, is being alive. You fear living true to yourself because to fear, because to fear living, what I mean by that is you fear not giving a fuck what people think. You fear being your truest self in case, in case someone has something to say about it. You fear being yourself because it's so out of your conditioning that you you stay stuck. So you don't fear death. You actually fear being truly, fully alive and free. But when you start to uncover those fears, that's when you start to live freely. That's when you really start to live and you start to be aligned with who you are because you're embracing your fears and you're like, yes, I feel these fears. Yes, I'm programmed this way. Doesn't define who I am. I get to change it. And it's an ongoing, you don't, these pro, right, you're, you're, You've got to think these programs have been installed into your subconscious from fucking before you were seven years old and it and they stick, but it, they can be reprogrammed, but sometimes they're they're gonna pop up. sometimes you you think you've healed, you think that you've reprogrammed and you'll go into a certain situation and something will pop up and you're like, whoa. But you know that you can change it. You know what to do. It's like it's 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 six six six. Oh my god, <laughs> what was that? Oh my god, that took it to a whole new level with my um story. I've got actually I've got something interesting to tell you next episode. I've been going to therapy. I've learned a lot about myself, but that's going off track. Um, it's exciting. It's so exciting to know that this work never ends because it just means that you can uncover more, you can experience more, you can do more. So it's exciting, it's exciting times, but thank you so much for listening to this episode. I have really, really liked this episode. Um, So I hope you have a wonderful day. If you love the podcast, please subscribe. I've, I've not got a review yet. So if you're on Spotify, I'm not sure how it works on Apple, Get your little thumbs and fingers out. Type me a review, even though, even if it's, this is mint, this is fucking sick. I don't expect you to, oh my God, why does it stink of actual shit in here? Okay, I'm going to wrap things up because I don't know if the dog's farted or it's shat, but leave me, me a review, please, if you've got a little bit of time. I love you all so, so much. I'm so grateful for you all. Go and take the fucking action. I'm going to be really cringe and be like, feel the fear and do it anyway. But love you guys so much. Thank you. Catch you next time.